All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here, along with my longtime friend Dave Damashek. What's happening, pal? Oh, Sal, I'm over the moon. I mean, we're right, we're right there now. I, I actually, can I be honest? I didn't spend a lot of my summer watching the golf or baseball being played in foreign lands. Um, I, I <laughs> pretended I was, but it's back now. We have baseball, hockey's about to drop. I spent my day, part of my day, watching a preseason hockey game. Oh, yeah. it's gonna, it's just terrific. All right, I just asked you how you're doing, and now you, what, did you just have a kid? <laughs> I love I it. <laughs> I did. Come look on. at this. Look Bring at this. Look at, see, All he's right. just like me. He's just like me. He can't help it when he knows there's a microphone on. He can't help. Are it. Are you so in his phone. room? I feel like you're in. You're in his room, right? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I have all the Marvel characters hung on my wall over my bed that has dinosaur sheets on it. What's wrong okay. with that? All right, that is your room. I get it. <laughs> well, let him jump in. He could play. See, he's having fun. You want to play a little uh, rock, paper, scissors with uh, with with Sal? No? Yes. You do? Mm-hmm. Penguins or flyers? Hmm? Okay. Goodbye. Okay, but you know, I I would like well, okay, he he really wants to show you his All new right, cup, let's see everybody. Yeah. Let's it? see his new cup. Is Look that at that. Cup? See? Look at that. It's oh, but slurpy? it looks like he's just got a drink in it, right? Is it it just has a drink? Not. No. No. No, what else does it have? What? There's snacks on top. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, you got these kids have the pandemic life. This is great. Right. Now scram. <laughs> he's got his. You see, he just got a haircut. He's got his uh, Lawrence Henderson, Mrs. Brady, circa 1971 hairdo. <laughs> Looks good. All right. Sorry uh, about that. That's okay. So, Dave, I also saw that hockey game. Probably the same one. Penguins, Flyers, right? That's the one. We'll discuss that in a second. But I want to talk about what a tumultuous. Uh, not tumultuous, exciting couple days it's been here on Extra Points. We did our first podcast, what the hell was it, Sunday night? We posted it Monday morning. I also gave a pick. I made a video Sunday night. It's going to be my first free, free, who cares, on the site itself, the extrapoints.com. I do it Sunday night. I wake up Monday morning. My pick was the Marlins over the Orioles. <laughs> I'm the only idiot in the country that cares about that game, and a game with no fans or nothing. I picked the Marlins over the Orioles, and everyone's like, oh, Mar- goodbye, Marlins. Way to go, Florida. You I was like, whoa, whoa, what happened here? And now the Marlins, we know um, half of them, maybe more, have tested positive. And uh, we don't know. Now we're scared shitless, right, about this uh, about this baseball season? Yeah, well, Actually, didn't you feel like, because uh, right, we're three hours behind, obviously, the East Coast, and it felt almost like old news, and it was a little bit of, uh, didn't it send a cold chill up your spine legitimately yeah. when you saw the news, when you woke up, wait, what's going on, 11, how many guys on the Marlins? But All it right. did pretty quickly after that kind of settle in. Now, um, the Patriots news and all these NFL guys are a new concern, and yeah. what percentage of NFL players are going to step aside, but I feel like... Knock on wood that maybe baseball is kind of okay, even the, the, so. the Marlins notwithstanding. Well, I don't. Now, this is a stupid rumor, and we're doing this now uh, Tuesday night, so maybe this will uh, it will it will unfold one way or another by morning. The, the new rumor is the Marlins went to a strip club, and the, the captain himself, Derek Jeter, has the COVID nineteen. And if this is true, this just can't be true, right? This is too convenient. And it's like that. This is you'd like to know, think that everybody going to a strip club gets it because then you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm not staying away from, you know, I'm not going to the strip club. I don't care what kind of chicken wings they serve, but this is it. And, uh, but are you kidding me if this is the case? Really? Four days into the season, they're like, oh, this is too rigorous. I can't do it. I got, I got to get, I got to get some relief. I got to go to a strip club. It can't be, right? It's you said it best um, in the first episode that it's crazy that so many of these professional athletes and again, professional as in they're getting paid to do this, Mm. that the games have barely even commenced. And in the NBA, they they literally haven't even started yet. And they're all kind of like already burning their get out of jail free cards like uh, the skinny kid at the end of Dazed and Confused when he comes home at dawn and his mom says, this is your one shot, your one get out of jail free card. The games haven't even started yet. Oh, my God. And they're in strip clubs. 
They were like, we don't have a chance anyway. This is a team, you know, 60 games. If they were ever going to have a chance at a, at a run at the pennant here, this is it, right? Nope. No, we're out. We're, you would we're think out. I'm right. All you have to do is basically, and I, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, talking about life. I mean, just make it to the make it to the ballpark and yeah. you have a very good chance of making it into the postseason. Right. If you're if you're one of these bum teams out there, this is your chance. This might right. be as close as you get unless you're really really good and the Yankees uh overwhelm you with uh you know with eight figure yeah. or, or or nine figure deals. The ones who I really feel bad for. I looked it up just to see um uh, all the futures of these teams out there to see wh- how it impacted the Marlins. Do mm. you know they have the same odds to win the title? Imagine yes. if you're the Royals, Mariners, Oils, <laughs> or Orioles, or Tigers. <laughs> the, the, half the Marlins aren't even playing. You have the same chance, according yeah. to the bookmakers, as that team does of winning. Well, that's got to be dispiriting. I wonder if they're like, ah, we're not going to make it. Let's just go to a strip club and have fun. But I'm almost at the point where all the, <laughs> the major MLB, NFL, NBA, just buy up all the strip clubs in the country and close <laughs> them down for a few months. That might be easier because we can't trust any of these players. It's uh, it's outrageous anymore. I, I I can't get it. But anyway, so I po- I posted uh on, the, on our website uh, a Marlins pick, which is go. And now, like like you said, the expanded playoffs makes it even trickier because now all these can't, games count. You can't be like, all right, we don't. Well, the Marlins aren't going to play the Texas Rangers those last three of the season because it doesn't matter. No, it's likely going to matter, and especially because I already said everyone's going to go thirty-two and twenty-eight, and that's going to be uh, we're going to have a twelve-team uh, logjam there. It's going to be, I mean, it, it is now, and it's funny as you look ahead to the NBA um, upcoming playoffs, the NHL playoffs, especially on the whale side, nay, Eastern Conference. I don't uh, play that mm. jive. Um, but either way, that's very tricky to figure out. But baseball is, like we talked about again in the first episode, is nearly impossible. You're going to have a 16-team tournament where yeah. a hot pitcher can uh, can uh, undo an entire season's worth of dominance from the other side. It's it's it really is very very difficult and if you cousin Sal or anyone else can right now call who's going to get it, who the smart play is at this point and, nah. and it comes true. I give you all the credit. No, you can't. You can't. It's such a crapshoot. That's why I'm taking like the Jets and the Falcons and I'm taking I'm taking all long shots. By the way, we're going to have our buddy Jeff Schwartz is calling in later. Uh our friend, NFL great, um retired player. He likes to gamble and he'll admit it and that's what I like most about him, right? <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to hear what he thinks about the NBA cuz it's not like he restricts himself just to uh oh, yeah. just to football. Um yeah, I've been looking at uh, the NBA too and that's that's why I say I'm excited. I that's uh, that this is not false enthusiasm. Um Sal, I yeah. I really uh, think about what we're I know how dreadful this stretch has been, of course, these mm-hmm. last uh, five months for us. And they and it really does appear, unfortunately, that it's not like we can see the finish line. But I will say that what we're about to enter into this coming weekend, you're going to have five and then six NBA games. You're mm-hmm. going to have five NHL games. And much like March Madness, they're going to start our time at like 10 in the morning. Yes. And they're going to go to like 1030 at night. Forget about March Madness. Here comes August Augustness Ooh, or something wow. like that. <laughs> August OMG. I don't know what, but it's going to be, it's going to be a wonderful three or four weeks well, of our lives. Hit us up on Twitter. If you have uh, I don't know. I mean, August Augustus is really tough to beat, I think, but if anyone has any <laughs> ideas of what to label is, and I love it too. I look at the schedule and add some nice horse races in there and uh, big, big golf tournaments. And we're looking uh, at prime uh, real estate here real time. And I'm like, I just, that's why I don't think it's going to happen. I hate to think about that, but NBA starts tomorrow. Bucks, Lakers still holding steady as the leaders in the clubhouse at plus 250. Clippers, three to one odds. Uh, on against all odds, we went over this. I thought a lot of these teams, the, the, those three of that I just mentioned, they're expected to win five and a half out of eight games. I say go under on that. First of all, that last game might not matter. They might be gunning for five and three just, just to maintain their spot in the standings, but. What are we looking forward to most? Zion's being back. I mean, they handed it on a platter to him to make the playoffs here. And by the way, if I'm LeBron, I'm a little pissed off here because it's hard enough to get the season going. Uh, NBA isn't doing themselves any favors if the Lakers aren't around at least deep into the playoffs. And here we have a chance. Zion, who's three and a half games out, now only has to be within four 
to have a two out of three game playoff against Memphis. Same for Portland, who has, uh, you know, they, they have a healthy lineup. Why do the Lakers need such a, a first round battle? Why are they looking for that? I completely, yeah, I'm with you. And and uh, among these handful of games still to play, yeah, it is a weird thing. I get very nervous every August watching uh, NFL players because I, you don't need it. This is a, a civil war reenactment. It only looks real. There's nothing going on out there that will impact September and beyond. In this case, though, much like watching the preseason hockey game today. I was gritting my teeth like, oh, my God, don't let uh, 87 Crosby get concussed or anything in this meaningless game. But also, they haven't played in forever. So they, so th- I think they need the practical reps there. But I am with you about that is one of the standout things about, mm-hmm. these, uh, about these playoffs that are on the way. What if Zion and company get in? Because Zion versus LeBron is, of course, the NBA's dream. Right. But also... You're also going to have the added element of Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. And you know that they're going to be, I mean, obviously they'll be jazzed to be playing the Lakers or in the postseason period. But if you give them that extra incentive, I know professional athletes like to say, no, no, that's more media concoction. We don't know. It's just another game. They care about that stuff. And if you give them that extra incentive and the Lakers still have some stuff to figure out because of who went out and who came in during uh, the last four months here. Well, good for you, NBA, if you get Zion against uh, LeBron, but you're really running a risk. I don't know. Like if if the Lakers aren't around a month later, I don't know. Uh, Zion's fun. They're, they're 10 and nine with him. Uh, also, there are some people. I love Colin Coward. And I said this on uh, Fox Bet Live today. After 19 games announcing, it's one thing to say, hey, Zion, you know, before the pandemic, he could catch up. He could win this uh, rookie of the year. All right. Now it's 19 games. It's going to be another eight. This is 27. That's 27 games more than I played. You cannot give the rookie of the year to Zion Williamson. I'm sorry. You oh, can't do it. Of, of course not. Yeah, no, that yeah. would that would be ludicrous. Um, but, you know, you're speaking of guys who have fully blossomed now as superstars. I, I mean, the other thing to look at, and I, I always love to consider... And, you know, pressure impacts different human beings differently. Engaging who it's going to impact in any given postseason is hard to assess, but you got to feel like Giannis and the Bucks in general, maybe the rest of the Bucks in the organization has to feel it because if the Bucks don't at least get to, I mean, what, what's the, the minimum standard before Giannis is like, there's a whole NBA uh, NBA out there, and maybe it ain't ever going to happen here in Milwaukee. And like Shaq and LeBron and everybody else, maybe I should jump to a ready-made yeah. contender a little. I, I, and so I feel like this is a huge series, a, a, a huge postseason sure. upcoming. Weird as it's going to be for Milwaukee, because if they don't, if they come up short, I wouldn't be surprised if the whole franchise named Giannis just walks away and goes elsewhere. Yeah, well, he looks good. They look focused. I honestly think Toronto was the only matchup. I may have said this on the first episode. And if I did, there won't be a third episode. If I'm already repeating myself, that's enough. But uh, <laughs> no, I think Toronto was the bad matchup for uh, for Milwaukee. Obviously, they I think they would have stuck it to uh, the Warriors. What the hell do I know? But it, it seemed like that. And that that makes them even more focused. All right. So just out, so we know how it goes. If you're within four games of the eighth seed, you get a playoff and you have to beat you have to beat the eight seed twice in a row. So Zion would have to beat John ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies twice. Right? Is that how it is? I, I, I Two out honestly, of three or twice in a row? Sal, you and I, see, I am a, <laughs> I'm what they call like a, one of those visual kind of people. That's why yeah. I love uniforms. And that's why I remember oh. what it looked like and what, what the games. I always, I, I have visceral memories in my brain of what everything looked like. You yeah. love the numbers of it. That's it. You yes. love working the numbers there. So this is your, this is your, you figure right. out the math. Right, we'll figure it out. God forbid I asked Jim Cunningham to look it up right now. I mean, that's what, <laughs> who knows? Let's go to hockey. Let's move right to it. We saw the preseason game. Were the angles a little different? There was like an overhead shot, right? I only watched like 10 minutes. And by the way, I saw your your pens get scored on. So that was exciting. But I felt there was a, 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 a overly exaggerated overhead shot that we were looking at. Yeah, no? I mean, uh, the the of course, I, I feel obliged to say this because uh, I have such a sunny disposition. Mm. And, and I say it to all sports fans out there. Beggars can't be choosers. Just take what we're getting and sure. be happy with it. Would you, everybody? 
Stop the belly aching about what you, I don't, oh, the sound is so phony. That sounds like a, a video game. Yeah, there aren't real people there. They're trying I'm to figure it out. I'm just asking if it's, it's my yet. mind I'm, playing. I don't I'm know if it's a thing. I'm talking to the curmudgeons out there. That's I'm right. not, not you, Sam. No, not I you. love it all. In fact, the NHL, let's just uh, list the favorites here. Bruins, Lightning, 6-1 to one odds to, to hoist the cup. Avalanche, plus 750. Knights, 8-1. to one. Caps, 9-1. to one. Then the Flyers, 11-1. Then it get, then it's a, more of a crapshoot, as if it isn't anyway. The eighth seed routinely, I don't want to say routinely, but it's not rare that they beat the one seed. Happened twice last year or two years ago. I think it was last it's year. One of the, it, yeah. It's one of the, because I suppose hockey isn't as uh, um, much of a headline as the other three big sports, but yeah. a real curse in in uh, in sports out there, more than the Madden curse or anything else, is uh, the President's Cup. The team that has the best record, the most points in the regular season, yeah. has, a, has a horrible track yeah. record come the postseason and uh, so that's you Bruins but I will say <laughs> if you look at if you wa- if you've been watching it all that whale side I mean the penguins are if they can survive the blue blanque rouge in uh in, in their best of 5 um they become the 5 seed and then they have to figure out how the top 4 are going to seed out in their little right. um round robin tournament but if you include the Penguins as the five seed, if they get in there and then the Flyers and then the Lightning and then the Brew, it is such a loaded, I, and the Capitals who won it two years ago, it is going to be a, an unbelievable um, Eastern side of the playoffs. It's, yeah. It really is going to be dynamite stuff. If you aren't a hockey fan yet, this has a chance to turn you into one. I don't love, uh, I, I know you you like it, that, that it's a just an even field completely even field or ice in this case. I, I think you play a long regular season and there is no home ice advantage in this. It really isn't. You look to it and you're like, oh, no, Tampa Bay should take care of business at home. They already lost the first two on the road. Nope, doesn't matter. Really just throw your hands in the air. Um, it's also, imagine, and you can yeah. also, if you're, if you're the Bruins based on this little round Robin, uh, against the other three teams in the top four in the conference, the Bruins could wind up as, as a gift for winning the president's cup of playing the Pittsburgh Penguins, who, mm-hmm. as you may know, have won three Stanley cups in the last mm-hmm. decade. That's not much of a uh, gift for your first round, uh, series. Then. Jim, did you even know that, that the Penguins won three cups this decade or last decade? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> I haven't watched hockey in like probably 15 years. You know what a penguin is though, right? <laughs> um, they're the animal the, with the beak. There you, there, the tuxedo. there you go. I there you. you go. He's got Yeah. It. He's going to learn before long. You'll see. Uh, but I do think hockey is quietly going about its business. Some, uh, someone who's a big sports fan asked me, be honest, is hockey coming back? I, I, I don't even know. I was like, yes, they're coming back. They haven't made a lot of noise about it. They have their playoffs already set. This is going to be great. Like you said, starts early in the morning, ends late at night. Let them do it. Just please get it done. Let's get one season done uh, and and serve as an example for the others. Um, speaking of examples mm. to be served, one more thing on hockey. We got jerseys. We got a new team, the Seattle Kraken. Mm. You're good with the name? Not really. The, did you just hear yourself say it? You kind of have to hear it out loud. Yeah. Seattle Kraken. Does that yeah. sound cool? It doesn't nah. really, does it? it? Sounds like a, Crack. a derogatory nickname you're giving the team because they they got shut out or something. I Ain't that right? That's exactly right. And we've are I've already already um, heard more than three lifetimes worth of that their building is going to be called the Crack House oh, and their yeah. fans are going to be called the Crackheads. It's like they haven't even been around a week yet and I'm already sick of right. it. Um, and you know, my ongoing thing, Sal, I'm a, I was a journalism major and oh, yeah, yeah. so I don't want to be, I don't want to be one of these grammar snobs, but much like the Heat and the Magic and and all these teams with singular you want an mascot name. Mm-hmm. I, 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 what am I supposed to say? What are we going to imagine the nightmares that await us now come mm-hmm. NBA playoffs? Boy, I think the Heat is really playing well. No, are, are they playing? I, mm. I don't I don't like all that. It's jive. bad. Yeah. I feel like uh, I, I think overseas, uh, when you talk about soccer teams, they they screw that up. Like uh, Liverpool are the team to beat. Like, ooh. I don't know. That's not how we say it. I don't want to, you know, but yeah, you're right. Kraken is confusing. Oh, there's um, nothing better. There's nothing better when, uh, when people from Ohio suddenly fall down the, uh, the EPL, um, turns of phrases like brilliant touch that like, yeah, yeah. Hey, 
Hey, Gary, you're from Altoona. What do you, why do you talk that way? Why are you talking that way only when you watch soccer? But I will say the silver lining is yeah. just those heavenly sweaters. Did you get Okay, so I was going to say that. I want to introduce, I want to tee you up as oh, our, oh, oh, I'm sorry. For, I'm for sorry. many, many, many years now, you have been the uh, foremost authority. You are the, you would like to be the uniform czar. I mm-hmm. think we came up with a nice name for you, the uniformant. Am I saying that right? I guess we could say it like that, right? You're the uniformant, Dave Damashek uniformant. And I love it. I love it. I want to see what you think. You really like it. You think this is a smart looking uh, jersey, huh? I think Navy, when paired against another team that has Navy, it can feel a little drab. I'll refer mm-hmm. you to Super Bowl 49, one of the great <laughs> Super Bowls that uh, that we've ever seen, impacted negatively only by the Navy. There was just too much between the Seahawks and the Patriots that day, otherwise a, uh, a great game, um, unless you're mm-hmm. a Seahawks fan. So that said, I thought I, I love the injection of some new colors. They, they, did you see that uh, that shade of blue? It I'm was, looking it was, at it, it now. Was, yeah, it was perhaps it was like a sea foam and two shades of sea foam, mm. um, if you will. And I, I really went wild for it. The logo is cool. The S, and then it's got that Kraken's eye staring out, peeking at you, cooking yeah. up no good. I don't know what he's up to, but you know it ain't uh, for your benefit. <laughs> so I really like it, and and I will say also. As uh, if if we're debuting the uniformant, I want to give a shout out to the Padres. Brown and gold, I you know mm. that shouldn't look good, but it happens to look absolutely glorious. A plus San Diego Padres. Wow. I love I the new looked- getup. Oh, you haven't seen no, them no, yet? No, I have. I mean, maybe I have, and I didn't. I just it just passed me by. I don't know. Oh yeah, they got the that. they got the new threads. They're they they're a throwback to Dave Winfield era color scheme, but they look even better than they ever have. So I think this is a lazy pers- this is a lazy perspective I'm going to take here. But I feel like we've run out of ideas for. I mean, imagine if you said that for movies or music or something like that, you'd be lambasted forever. But. I think we've seen it all. All right. We got a nice fancy uh, S with a tongue and that's the crack. And, and I, I commented, I think on Twitter that this looks like something that I would come up with in uh, in home ec or something like thinking cool. Like, <laughs> oh, Sal, I'm going to wear this around my neck and uh, that's going to be it. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I have to see them play with it. I, right. It's, it's always, all, you have to see always. movement. You have to see movement. Yeah, always. And I'll tell you what, Sal has been, I, you know, I want to say this in a public space because uh, I, you know, I like to give credit where it's due. And Sal has always been a curmudgeon. I don't know why we've been watching sports together <laughs> for 20 years. And I always, you know, early on, will take note of wh- what looks good. And I like when that team wears the gold pants, not mm-hmm. the white ones. And I go through it all. And Sal, can, oh, I can barely stand it. He almost he almost throws up. He turns white with anger and and nausea listening to me dare talk about uniforms. And my pushback to people who are like, I don't care about uniforms is like, you look at them for three hours every game. How can you have yeah. no opinion on them? It makes well, no sense that you don't care. I just think there's a time to cut everything off. So, like, if you're talking about, <laughs> you know, the 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 Steelers '77, the, the or the Bengals helmets in '77, I want to hear about that about as long as I want to hear about a certain lunch you had in 1977. You know, like I don't think I don't think it should drag on. Jim Cunningham, am I crazy or is this are we um, delving into like donut talk here? Do you care about uniforms? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I do like some of them, but also, I don't know, there's some real ugly ones, including the Steelers throwback. No, don't talk. Like, oh, yeah, nice the original ones? Yeah, no, I the, told you, like the bees? The bees? The original one? ones? Yeah. No, no, no. The bumblebees are handsome getups. They're unorthodox, <laughs> but they look they, they look wonderful. The jailbreaks are great. But the credit I do want to give Sal is despite his resentment yeah. of me of my talk of uniforms, mm-hmm. and it only goes for like, you know, first, you know, hour and a half of That's football all. watching. Um is uh, Sal did point out the real key to a uniform in watching a game is how they match up against the other team. And that really turned, he pointed that out to me 15 years or so ago. And I really turned a corner on that. Really? I brought that to your attention? You did. That that really 
the key to a good uniform. That's why the Raiders have the best uniforms in sports probably is because you can mm. throw almost anybody out there against them and and that team's going to look good because that silver and black is simple and elegant. I feel the same way about the Yankees, although I'll never say as much, although I guess I just did say it. But yes, the pinstripes are so, it's like bringing anything else on. You're not going to clash with us kind of thing, right? All right. I, you know what though? I don't want to be like a dad who just shoved you in the closet and said, you want to smoke cigars? Here, smoke the whole box and then you can never do it again. This Let's get off much? the uniform. It. This was just that you. Oh, this okay. was you yeah, there you just go. dipped your toe into the water, so no reason <laughs> to get your head wet. Just uh, go ahead. Let's, let's hope that would be it. Okay. Yeah. All right. The uniform, <laughs> and I'll be back. Uh, what do we want to do? We want to talk Emmys. The announcements came oh, out yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel Live, our very first guest, outstanding variety talk series. That's nice. Coincident, coincidence? Yeah, you know, that's true. Kimmel comes on, on the show. All of a sudden, Emmy nomination? Coincidence? That's true. Probably. Yeah, but. of course it is. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> his mini logs, the monologues he did from his house during quarantine, tough time, as if we're out of it yet. Um, those were also nominated. Which, though, Dave, was the biggest Emmy snub. Now, we have to look uh, at everything through a gambling lens. Let's take a look. What do you think was the biggest Emmy snub? Viola Davis, Rhea Sehorn. Oh, I, I love that. What a season it was for um, Better Call Saul. Bob Odenkirk also four to one odds, I would say. Reese Witherspoon, six to one or the field, seven to two. Well, oh, I well, I was going to say overall, uh, Jesus and Mayro not getting nominated um, was pretty bad. Wait, what's that? Who's that? What? Jesus and Mayro. Are you saying, are you purposely mispronouncing something? That's right. <laughs> Desis. Desis. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Desis and Mara. <laughs> How right. do you say their names? <laughs> I don't Cunningham. Wanna... <laughs> Cunningham's the master pronouncer. Go ahead, Jim. You know, what is it? Jesus yeah, and Mara. Jesus and Mara. He's it's right. Jesus and Mara. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's bring our buddy uh, Jeff Schwartz on here. All like right. I said, here you, we'll, I don't we'll want him to sit through part. this. I don't want him to sit through this nonsense because you know what? Maybe he could uh, he could join us. There. Biggest snub, Jeff Schwartz. By the way, my favorite, I think, ex football player right now. Like I said, he gambles. He has a grill in a pool. Well, he flaunts it on Twitter uh, daily, like three, four, five times a day. I do. But uh, yes, and he's back. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. Glad, glad to be here. Um, always love seeing two of my favorite people. <laughs> but but this you'll take this instead. I get it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we have Emmy snub odds. Viola Davis two to one. Rhea Sehorn five to two. Bob Odenkirk Odenkirk four to one. Reese Witherspoon. She was like in uh, seventeen shows. Six to one odds. And then the field seven to two. Who do you did you look you big TV watcher Jeff? Which uh, which Reese Witherspoon show? Was she? Which one is it? The little fires everywhere. Well, so I guess she was. Uh, if you're snubbed, you're you're left out of all of them, right? Anything. Oh, sure. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Um, <laughs> I would say that uh, I, I look Bob Odenkirk. I haven't watched a season of, of Better Call Saul, um, but he's great other all the yeah. time. So I would just go with him. Why not? Okay. All right. Uh, you guys watch Ozark at all? You don't watch Ozark, right? No, I watched the first season and What's it just felt so. But just felt like uh, it felt redundant. Laura Lenny's bad brother in the show, pa Tom Pelfrey, was outstanding. I would I would play the field with him, seven to two odds. I think that's what. Also, I think Carol Baskin got snubbed. I mean, she's quite an actress. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> Pretending to not have murdered her husband for episode after episode. It's really great. <laughs> she just she got awarded his zoo, Joe Zog Zoo, yesterday. I know. Was it yesterday? I think yeah, so. Uh, yeah craziness that's a yeah that's a life i don't want anything to do with i really don't <laughs> are you guys I, all right with cats I, I i could care less if i'm within ever within 50 yards of any of those big cats i uh the finale I, I can't believe we're talking about uh tiger king was that even what it was called now i really yeah, yeah. the the vacuum in which we have lived now it is mm -hmm. people always say you know oh it seems like yesterday seems like for I have no idea when anything happened in 2020 Yeah, that was right at the beginning, beginning in March, right? That, Jeff, is that, it's hard to fathom. You took it in. I mean, I have no idea if it was terrible or not. I remember being infatuated with it, but maybe it was bad. I think that in a regular time, it wouldn't be as good. But right. since sports had just ended, yeah. Tiger King came on, we were all talking. And it is a crazy story. Like the first 30 minutes, you're like, what is actually happening here? And then mm -hmm. the part about Carol Baskin's very clearly killing her husband and just right. covering that up. It's not gonna say it wasn't terribly good. I mean, Joe Exotic and and like we we, we just by the way we we 
forgot like the the hundredth craziest thing in that show was that <laughs> he convinced two straight men to marry yes. him for drugs essentially and money like it was it's just that was like the hundredth weirdest thing that happened yeah right it, it, this was such a weird program i think if sports are on if it drops today with baseball and hockey and basketball all that stuff i'm not sure we're watching it I think hey, can right. I can I yeah. ask real quick uh, on a different subject? Um, and I'd like to ask the field back there, not you two. Who's humble bragging or just straight up bragging more? Sal with the Emmy hovering over oh, his right on. shoulder or Jeff Schwartz with four pro football helmets that he wore. <laughs> he got paid money to wear those. Oh, what, what, those old things? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, did I, did I not mention I played in the NFL? Yeah, no, I did. Where's your Steelers wall of fame? Yeah, what are you doing, Dave? Who's that a picture of? Is that one of the Stooges back? I, I can't family. even make out. Uh, you, know, you know what? I like this uh, photograph. I, did, I, I didn't plan it, but I, when I sat down, I thought, oh, wait, do I have to swap this out for something? And I thought, no, perfect. It's uh, it's the cast of Young Frankenstein. Uh, it's Gene Wilder with Mel Brooks and, uh, and Terry Gar and everybody, one of the great comedies of all time. And I felt, I thought, how fitting once again, mm. Dave Damashek surrounding himself with people way more talented than he is <laughs> to make his way in the world. And so them and you guys, I, I, it's a theme. Jim Cunningham just whispered. It's a family photo. I think I thought that was funny. That was a good attempt. At uh, you don't like that? All right, <laughs> Jeff, right great, on a curve. It's great having you on, uh, Let's talk. Uh, well, first of all, several players opting out now and they're Patriots, too. And is this just an excuse to be like, you know what? I don't want to I don't want to see what life without Tom Brady is. Or do you think this is uh, I don't want to deal with uh, uh, an extra crazy Bill Belichick? Or do you think this is just is a legit um, offering by these players? I don't want to speculate too much on right. their decision to opt out. But I think that some of it has to be. We don't have Tom Brady. We're probably not going to be good this year. Bill hmm. Belichick has grinded us for years. Mm -hmm. I made mm -hmm. my money. I'm opt out. That's. I think that's part of it. I think that obviously they all have their own reasons why. Marcus Cannon is a cancer survivor, right? And there's reasons why players yeah. are, are opting out. So, you know, some players have newborns, Dante Hightower. But if they had a chance to win, like legit, if Tom Brady was still there and they were going for another Super Bowl, would they all opt out? I don't know. Because look, we realistically a lot of the veteran players opting out probably this is it for them i mean like like they're another year older they're one more less year toward free agency because you know their, their contract tolls over next year they're basically admitting hey i'm probably done now i mean i got mm -hmm. pat chung he's he's one year younger than me i went to oregon with him i mean he's year 10 or 11 or 12 he's won three super bowls like he's probably near the end of his career and um so th that's acknowledgement for some of these older players too that i'm probably near being done and this is a way to get out interesting yeah do you no, suppose though do you guys feel like that i mean everybody is always looking for a reason multiple times in any season let alone the offseason uh, is this it for the patriots then or do they have any chance in 2020 because cam newton could conceivably be better than what tom brady was at least in the last 18 jeff likes cam months. newton jeff i likes like cam i love newton, him but i love but, him but i but i liked it when they're like veterans on defense were still there. I just think this is a lot. I mean, they're losing a, a right tackle and, you know, and their offensive line coach, which is a huge loss for them. Mm -hmm. They're losing a veteran and Dante Hightower in the middle of that defense. Pat Chung is, like I mentioned, been there for over 10 years now, won three Super Bowl. He's seen it all. I mean, they're losing the veteran leadership they've had. And I just don't know. I'm not going to count out Bill Belichick. Um, even something as simple as they lost another fullback. Like when, when they lost Devlin last year, their offense. Yeah couldn't do what they wanted to do. So um, I don't trust the Bills, really. So I think the Patriots, in my opinion, I'm still going to lean in their direction. Um, but I don't feel as great as I did beforehand. This is all we know now. They still have a week to opt out, about six days. So yeah. we might see more players saying, I'm out of here. Well, the odds makers are like, you know what? The Patriots have won uh, this AFC East 719 years in a row. We are still, uh, you could opt out all you want. We're not moving them from the top spot in terms of favorites to win the division. They're still at like plus 125, plus 130. I just wonder, do they have to, when they hand in their playbooks, do they also have to hand in the cheat codes or they could walk away with those? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Come on. Oh. Uh, we're okay. There's no, there's no Boston here. You know how that goes. Uh, but Well, yeah. I, want, I want to know this, Sal. Yeah. How has this news have you seen the latest on the Jets? I know you're riding with them. They're not as yeah. long a shot. 
uh, tonight as they were uh, this morning, right? I want to talk about the, with Jeff with that. They, they they actually didn't move. They're still like plus really? 750. I like dumb teams like the Jets, Jeff. I like the Falcons also around 7-1-L. I like the Jaguars and that uh, topsy-turvy AFC South at 25-1. to Why the hell wow. not? In, a weird, in a, weird, a weird year like this, this is where you take the underdogs, but... Um, hmm. I, I get it. They lost their best player in the, in the, on the team. It doesn't make sense that they would rebound, but nothing about this year makes sense. So is it the bills? Yes. Schwartz I, it, will say it, no. Watch this. It, it, it has to be the bills. If it's not the Patriots, but really? I don't think it's, they go like 12 and four. It'd be like nine and seven. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots are also eight, nine and seven, eight and eight. Like I just, I'm not going to believe in Josh Allen, a guy that completes 56% of his passes. And He's a terrible passer, not very accurate. I mean, nothing has shown that he. What are, what are you shaking your head at, Dave? Because you love, because you're you're so obsessed, as we've discussed before, and I get why. But the the only statistic that matters is not completion percentage and lethal accuracy. Yes, it is a tremendous virtue for a professional quarterback. But other guys like Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger, to name two thrived early in their careers without being uh, without being surgical uh with their precision there there are other Big virtues ben. that Josh Allen has if Josh if Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger had a baby it would probably be Josh Allen he plays that style of ball look when Big Ben came in the NFL that was a different NFL it was 2005 he won the Super Bowl right that's a different NFL it's not the same league anymore and so you cannot compare what Big Ben did as a young player to what Josh Allen is doing now in a more wide open NFL. Cam Newton's a great example. Cam Newton had to have an MVP season, right? Where he completed 59% of passes, also had all the rushing yards, had a freak show year, and had a really great defense that season to make the Super Bowl. So the best you can hope for is Josh Allen having a freak show year. We had a quarterback last year who did that in Lamar Jackson. He had mm-hmm. a, a year that the Bills fans hope that, that Josh Allen has. But Dave, the point of the quarterback is to Take his right hand, most quarterbacks in the NFL, there's obviously one of my with the left hand, throw the ball to the wide receiver's <laughs> hands. That's their number Hold one on. job. Let me write this you down. Can't, Hold you on. can't yeah. do that at a good at a good enough rate to be good in this in, in, in the NFL. Dave, you can I'm be sorry. a you can- I, I, I am going to go with the guy with the four helmets in the background over the guy with the four dead actors in the background. So that's just a, it's just a, it's a policy I have. It has not the personal at all. You know what? Condescend <laughs> all you want. You know, who's going to be right come uh, New Year's Eve, assuming they make and, it all the way through the season? Uh, Dave Damashek. And I, I would love to pick Josh Allen as my MVP no. candidate, oh, except I've already picked Kyler Murray. Okay. First of all, That's Big Ben, his rookie season in 13 starts, completed 66% of passes. The next season, 62, 59, 65, 66. I mean, Josh Allen's at 56%. This is all committed to memory, everybody. Yes, he's not reading like, off the screen. You, you have like, these numbers, on, man. This is great. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know how deep you want to go on the bills here, but I will say that you're also, I mean, Drew Brees has historic completion percentage. He also throws the ball about six yards on average. His 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 attempted uh the his attempts yards, cover yes. I think seven I think what is it uh, is it something like under seven yards? Of course, he's throwing 50-50 routes to Kamara and uh, and sh- and passes short of the sticks to Michael Thomas. I guess he is going to complete more passes than Josh Allen, who was throwing the smoke brown downfield all the time last year. Uh, he missed. You could just tell though that you could. I mean, we could put a highlight or a low light tape together for any quarterback, but he is off on a lot of throw, a lot of yes. not long throws, not uh, unmakeable throws. But well, how about the other side of this deal? We're talking Jets there. Jamal Adams, obviously one of the better playmakers on the defensive side for the, over the last decade, now goes to Seattle. They're over under still nine and a half. Um, I dare, I, I picked under Def. I, I think like, I think that's a stacked division. I wouldn't go as far as say Kyler Murray is the MVP in the league, but Who's last year's San Francisco 49ers? It could be Arizona. Why not? And if that's the case, the Rams aren't going to lose, not going to win fewer than eight games. It's a log jam right there between eight and 11 or 12 wins, right? So I go under with Seattle. Seattle's at nine and a half, and they've won nine games at least every season with Russell Wilson. So that number would, I think, I'd feel more comfortable betting the under, but I hate betting against Russell Wilson. The Jamal Adams trade doesn't make Seattle contender unless Seattle decides to use Russell Wilson differently. If mm-hmm. they decide to, to make him be the offense, then yes, the trade makes sense because they would actually be Super Bowl contenders. Arizona's going to be really good. 
I do worry about kind of the the hype surrounding preseason Arizona, which worries me with a lot of teams, right? I mean, like having that hype typically doesn't match up with the success. And so I'm curious to see how that works. One of my favorite bets, and you mentioned the Rams, is the under eight and a half for the Rams. Hmm. I, I just think the Rams this year, look, you either get better or worse in the offseason, right? There's no staying the same. The Rams have gotten worse, okay? Their offensive line was a wreck last season. They did not fix it at all, and they're a year older, okay? They, they did not better at running back. They did not better at wide receiver. I mean, they're fine at wide receiver. They're fine. They're good enough. And defensively, where did they get better? Where did they get better? Nowhere. And then they spent their second-round pick on another running back. Like, guys, right. that formula is not going to work again this year. So I'm going with uh, – Rams, to me, it's one of the few bets I've made so far as f- futures – under eight and a half. I it was at it. nine. It's dropped eight and a half. Take it. They're not. They're going to be last place in this division. I. Um, you know what? I, I'm with you on that one, Sal. Do you think it's that severe? Or that basically the boy genius. It felt like got exposed. You can make excuses. The offensive line fell apart a little bit. I think Jared Goff. It dates back to me to the Super Bowl when Flores and Belichick sort of dared them with the play action there there's a class of QB and Jared Goff is it. And so is Jimmy G and a number of other guys, which is they're play action dependent. I don't mean that the running game has to be going for them to succeed, but they do have to turn around for play action. And those guys also then when they pick their heads back up, get very confused uh, by what they're seeing. If you run the safety up pre-snap and then when he turns his back to you, you run him back. You saw that all through that Super Bowl against the Patriots, and that rode all the way through last year. They have a limited quarterback who they're paying way too much money, yeah. and uh, and that's that. The only thing I'll say, I would I would call that a pass. I think like uh, first of all, Wade Phillips gone. I don't know that he made such a difference there. I expected a lot more out of that defense, but they opened their pockets too. They paid everybody in free agency. I was like, oh my god, how are they picking these guys up? This is a lot of creative accounting going here. But I will say about the Rams. First of all, the only winning team last year to not make the playoffs, but also they I feel like they got unlucky. They lost a lot of close games. So you have when you factor that in, maybe they are right around eight and seven going into the last week. And then I don't want to deal with uh, week 16 or week 17, but not a bad pick. I think the regression, though, Schwartz way in is is I mean, everybody's pointing at it that the the Niners, but they are built with um, I mean, yeah. they're a deep roster. Both lines of scrimmage um, didn't go anywhere and they did add more weapons to that offense. But it does feel like Jimmy G, much like Jared Goff a year ago, I feel like he's going to track in that direction this year, which is to say a little downward. Possibly, but if you look at, they have the best coaching staff in the division, right? With Sala and Kyle Shanahan. The problem with the Rams offense last year is it became way too predictable and they tried to run all that zone and they, they had the offense line couldn't do it, right? Kyle Shanahan offense doesn't really run like that. They run a lot of outside zone. I get it, but he always puts his guys in good positions to succeed. They have Kittle, obviously still Trent Williams. I mean, that's an amazing deal. We'll go from Joe Staley to, to Trent Williams. They added Kinlaw, who they, you know, got rid of Buckner. They added Brandon Ayuk, like, to me, the Niners, well, I don't know if this offseason helps or hurts the Super Bowl hangover thing because, look, they should have won that game. I, I was in the stands. They're up 10 with seven minutes left. I mean, it was their game to win. They, they had to run the football, and then Jimmy G missed Kittle on third down. He missed Sanders on on mm-hmm. uh, on late in the game on third down as well. So I do wonder if there's a hangover. And I do think there is something about Jimmy G having to prove himself to his coach because as much as you can play well during the regular season – he was not asked to do very much in the playoffs until the Super Bowl. And then he missed the opportunities that he's paid to make. He is paid to hit Emmanuel Sanders, splitting the safety in the corner to win the Super Bowl. That's why he makes that money. And when you miss those throws, your coach looks at you a little sideways. And he's going to have to make up, make that up the entire season. So there's a lot of pressure on him and on Kyle Shanahan to make that relationship be good. And I'm not saying that it's a bad relationship, but there is something there to the coach not quite trusting Jimmy Garoppolo in certain situations because he missed those those in the Super Bowl. Uh, let me ask you something, Jeff, real quick. Now, you said you were at the Super Bowl. Your brother, obviously, Mitchell Schwartz, yeah. offensive lineman, one of the top 100 players in the year, might I add, uh, of of, in the league, obviously, uh, regardless of who's making the list. But now, So now you're in the stands. I assume he got you the ticket, and now you're going around saying, oh, San Francisco should have won that game? That doesn't seem right. I That's not am, a good way to pay him. I, he did give me the ticket. Um, I did have... I, <laughs> I had, to, I had to pay for my wife's ticket, though, so it wasn't uh, totally free. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's okay. Um, but, um, um, 
they're dude, they were expensive. Like they were, they were way out of yeah. my price range. I mean, they were, they were multiple grand for those tickets, mm -hmm. like crazy, like we had great seats. Um, no, look, <laughs> I'm I'm realistic about it. Like I there, you know, when 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 Pat threw a second interception, the one that bounced off Tyreek Hill, he had, Pat didn't play terribly well until that point. Mm -hmm. there, it's 2010, seven minutes left. The Niners are built to run the football, run the clock out. Like that's what they do best. Short passes, screen passes, and it just felt like everything was going in their direction. The crowd was in the, you know, was in it, of course. And obviously, uh, just it didn't happen. Chris Jones took over, batted some balls down. They, they weren't able to run the ball well. And just felt like the Chiefs were going to lose. All of a sudden, like I mean, 21 points later, they won the Super Bowl. So um, in the stands, it was an uh, interesting experience, kind of the up and down of the Chiefs yeah. fans, obviously tortured franchise base for so many years, you know, very high early on, then kind of down, then like the, the, the jubilance of their fans was unbelievable. I've never been in a place like that before. I've seen the fans that happy. Hey, Sal, I... Yeah. Um... He, uh, what do you, you imagine? This is the, his older brother, and his brother's about to lift the Lombardi. Schwartz has to get, you know, get a little dig at him. That's why he takes the Niners. <laughs> I guess. Well, you, you got lucky to win anyway. Yeah, I, I, didn't say, I didn't say that he personally was lucky. <laughs> I saw, I, I saw Mitchell, um, right before that, uh, the famous Rams game in the Coliseum a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and he had just mentioned that he has a good re recipe for brisket. And, uh, so I yelled to him cause he was right there warming up with his offensive lineman friends. And I said, Hey, Jeff Schwartz's brother, uh, what's I need that brisket recipe. And he turned around and gave me the all-time stink eye. He was so PO'd, <laughs> and I sent it to Jeff, and he's and I said, is he kidding around with me? He said, no, no, he's not kidding with you at all. <laughs> what is he me. supposed to do, laugh up uproariously yeah. at that? What is yeah, he, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, have a good laugh. Have a laugh with the schnook on the sidelines yelling to him. Yeah, he didn't like that very much at all, and then he told me so after the game. I would what, what, what do you want me to do? What, am I going to tell you that? I'm, I'm getting ready for a game. Well, listen, for, uh, forget enough about uh, watching games. How about let, let's play a game right now? It's a little game we, we invented over here on uh, Extra Points. It's called Cami Over Under. And what you do is, Jeff, normally we have, you know how this works, right? You go on Cameo, someone fetches a price. I think we had, I can't even remember the, the we had, we had uh, Doc Gooden. We thought it was Jim sets a line. I think we had $149. Dave, you went over, you and Jimmy went over, I went under, and it was a lot underneath it was like fifty dollars or something so we attached lines i think jim did something um fancy for this uh particular segment yeah jim do we have music for we still don't have music for this, this not is, yet this we're working nice on jingle. it we're working on it okay all right jim's it's, working on that it's coming it's coming the answer next year 2021 there's eight seed all right jim go ahead <laughs> right. what's what's our so cameo for today's over uh cameo over under good we've got Mitch Schwartz minus fifty-five dollars over Jeff Schwartz. Ooh, okay, a little bit of a, a, little, a little bit of a problem. Wait, wait, wait. Here. How, mu how much I charge on Cameo is going to be? Is who has the higher number? Yes, you're getting fifty-five dollars on your price. Oh, he's. Um, oh, wait. If you know this, don't tell. Tell me. You do you know this? Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I know you what know he used yours. to charge, but he won the Super Bowl now. I think he charges more. So I'm I'm going. Oh, it's. I think he charges. He covers a uh, spread. No, I don't. Yeah, don't say, yes. Uh, I think he covers a spread. Okay. And you obviously know what you charge. So you're, I uh, think uh, I do. I haven't been on cameo in like in months. I don't oh, get that's cameo great. requests. <laughs> that's terrible. He could tell you all about how lucky his brother got. Don't you want to hear about it for, for, uh, all right, but don't, <laughs> no, don't is tell me. even on my phone anymore. I have no idea. Oh my God. All right. Well, maybe this, uh, this is all for not. All right, Dave, what are you going to say? <laughs> well, I happen to know that Mitchell had to jack up his, uh, his rate be after paying for his brother's and, uh, <laughs> uh, sister-in-law's Super Bowl ticket. So I'm going to say <laughs> that he covers. You say he covered, you're going with the favorite. Yes. I'm going to say it's like, uh, What's the, what's the spread? 55, Jim? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's like 75 to 40, so I think you cover, Jeff. I'm going to take the underdog. I, I, think I'm at, I think I'm at 20, and he's at 100. What is it, Jim? Mitch is at $110. Oh, no. Jeff is at $26. Oh, he slaughtered you. <laughs> Wait, I'm at 20. Well, oh, the 26 must be the cameo fee. I don't charge twenty five ninety nine. What do you mean you don't charge? That's what it is. That's the only number we see, right? Yeah, but it's a different number on my end. I can't even log in. It's not even working. Oh, I so see. I no they, they give you your rate. Okay. Well, he covers nonetheless. We've got one more Schwartz. We do. There's another. If you one. want to go in over under, yeah. Scott Schwartz. Who is that even? From a Christmas story. 
with the kid who gets his tongue stuck to the freezes oh, okay. frozen okay. to the pole. And he also became a porno star. Oh, oh. God bless. There oh, you go. Well, we know Damn the guy who got a tongue tongue stuck to the pole. I don't know that mm -hmm. he did anything after that. What do you want to put? What's your sketch over words over over under forty nine ninety nine? Haven't never heard of him since. Dave? I would say I would say I would say under unless he be a big big in the industry still. If Scott is charging more than Jeff, we're we're in a little trouble here. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going over just for the laugh when it is okay. over more than Jeff. It's under, but still over Jeff's $35.99. <laughs> Jeff, you have to be the second best Schwartz. Come on. Just raise I, I'm, the price. I'm trying, to log back, I'm trying to log back into my cameo now. His I didn't even know there was I, I haven't been like that's how long it's I don't even have the app on my phone anymore. All right, I don't care if you get zero requests. You have to, the get, guy you have to raise who got it over his, the... the guy who got his tongue fake uh, frozen to a fake post <laughs> has more than Jeff. Yeah, and then became a porn <laughs> That's right. Uh, Maybe you go into porn, Jeff. Maybe that's the equalizer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, my wife doesn't, doesn't want to see me naked. I don't think anyone else does either. Let's be quite honest here. Well, that was Jeff. Thanks for coming on. Do you have anything uh, to plug? Jeff is going to be a big part of this network, uh, whether he knows it or not. His, his agents know it. They are all over this. But uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to work. I need some work. Um, We're going to put am, you to work. Uh, my, my podcast, Jeff Short, is smarter than you. Um, you can find it on, on iTunes, um, Google Play, Spotify. We're, we're revamping it too so we're gonna have a whole new thing in a couple of weeks so um it's yeah. i i'm i know it's an arrogant title you can get over it um i, I try to make you guys a smart football fan i like it i like it and like i said and and uh did you say your twitter handle i don't know if you did oh yeah. it's at jeff schwartz it's jeff with a g which still i had two phone calls today with people that just are still dumbfounded that jeff with a g is a thing really maybe it's change it to incredible. scott I, I could, yeah, I could do that. Or, or Mitchell. I mean, that might work too. I, I could charge $110 for my cameos. I, the, the G is weird, but what we don't talk enough about is the O. Why, who, who decided the, the G people who go, Jeff, oh yeah, get working O in there. What? Why, 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 what business does that have being a part of that name? Yeah. It's weird. I've, I've never thought of that before, but I'm now I'm going to spend all night thinking <laughs> all about right. it. Thank you, we, We've beat up on uh, Geoff Schwartz enough here. I, I appreciate <laughs> you coming on. Dave Damage. Now, Dave, I have a new uh, ending for these. You ready? I'm going to try oh, yeah, it out. Oh, yeah, good. Test and then these out. We're just going to cut down after this, all right? Okay, okay. Uh, that's another episode of Extra Points. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you Friday. I mean, I don't know. Not, no, not, I was going to no say good? like points. It's good. I thought you might go there, right. but that was not no. good. That all was right. Not all good. right. I got to work on it. I got to work. See you Friday.